This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Blessed and happy Christmas to everybody in South Africa. God bless you. Give everybody a great big praise God for being in church on this wonderful, wonderful morning. Praise God. I trust that the weather is good there. Uh, you're probably having a lot of hot sunshine, and over here it's cool and cold for Christmas, which is fun. All right, so let's begin. Our message is titled, What is Our Response to the Baby Born in the Manger? What is our response? Let's go to Psalm 19 and verse 1 from the New Living Translation. The heavens tell of the glory of God. The skies display his marvelous craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or a word. Their voice is silent in the skies. Yet their message has gone out to all the earth and their words to all the world. God has written the story of Jesus in the stars. Let's see if that's true. Matthew 2, verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? For I have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not the least among the rulers of Judea, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with his mother, Mary, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream, that they should not return to Herod, that he parted for their own country another way. The Bible doesn't say that there were three wise men. The Bible says there were three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They were the professors, or you might say the philosophers of their day. They were highly intelligent and educated scholars who were trained in medicine, history, religion, and astronomy. 
There's a difference between astronomy and astrology. Astronomy is the science or the study of the stars. And, astro and astrology is the belief that there is a connection between the stars and our lives on the earth. These wise men were advisors to the king. The king never made any major decisions without consulting the Magi. They lived in the days of the Persian Empire. We can read about them in the book of Daniel. King Darius placed Daniel over all the Magi in his kingdom. We know from reading the book of Daniel that Daniel had a tremendous influence over the kings of Persia and over all the Magi that he was in charge of. He had a tremendous influence over all those people. So it is very possible then that a certain group of Magi continued to serve God, the God of the Hebrews, and worship him from that time through all the ages because Daniel was very influential and they followed his advice. Now let's look again at Matthew chapter 2, the first two verses. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Now these Magi understood the following by studying the stars. Now listen very, very carefully here. Number one, they understood a baby was born by studying the stars. They understood the time that this baby was born. Then they also understood that he was a king, all understood from the stars, and that he was a Jew. They understood that he was deity. That's why they came to worship him. They understood that he was the Messiah. All that they studied in the stars. They could understand all this from the stars. In other words, God was preaching the gospel through his creation in the heavens. When God said, light be, in an instant, the universe came into existence. God wrote the Bible in the stars at that time. When God created the stars by saying, light be, he wrote the gospel message in those stars, and he made it work the exact time that Jesus was born, so that that star would appear at that time, designed, programmed, way back at creation. And that that star would lead them to where Jesus was, all programmed in creation at the time. God foretold important activities that would take place in the heavens to be understood by the earth. He wrote this in the stars. Even today, God is telling us about the future through the blood moons. These wise men traveled between 700 and 1,000 miles from Persia, Babylon, through extremely dangerous territory to Jerusalem. When they arrived in Jerusalem, they expected everyone to know 
about this. They thought everyone would understand what they understood, but they didn't. They were surprised to find out no one understood any of it. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 3, it says, When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. Through the years, King Herod had murdered a number of people. He murdered his brother-in-law. He murdered his mother-in-law. He murdered his own wife and two of his sons because he thought they were planning to overthrow him. Herod was disturbed at the thought of even a baby who might one day be the new king. Even though Herod had been king for many years, 40 years in fact, and he was now old, he was still concerned that a baby was born who would one day sit on his throne. So Matthew 2 verse 4 says, And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet." King Herod asked the chief priests and the scribes where the Messiah would be born, and they replied, in Bethlehem. Bethlehem is about six miles south of Jerusalem. It is two hours walking distance. And King Herod told the wise men to come back and tell him where the baby was so that he could go and worship the child. Of course, he was lying. God told the wise men not to go back to Herod, and then Herod sent his soldiers and murdered all the children in Bethlehem at that time, up to the age of two years old. The wise men had very little information about this king, the Messiah, and yet they traveled many dangerous miles to come and worship him and bring him expensive gifts. The Pharisees, on the hand, the scribes and the priests knew so much about the Bible they had many books of the Bible memorized. They even knew exactly where he was to be born. Yet, they did not go with the wise men to worship the Messiah. He was only six miles down the road, but they did not go. These are like Christians today who know a lot about the Bible, but they are not excited about it. They never act on the word. They are not doers of the word. They simply allow the wise men to go off and worship the king while they stayed back. One would expect these religious Jewish leaders to be singing and dancing in the streets with joy at the news that the Messiah was now born. Instead, they were cold-hearted to the things of God. They didn't care. The wise men, the priests, and King Herod all had the same information. The Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us, the King of the Jews, the Savior, is born. There were three different reactions. Herod hated him and tried to kill him. The Pharisees, priests, and scribes ignored him, even though they knew the Bible. The wise men, who had very little knowledge, traveled many dangerous miles bringing him gifts, and they came to worship him and serve him. At the end of our life's journey, only one thing will matter, family. Only one thing will matter. And that is 
How did you respond to Jesus during your life on the earth? How did we respond to Jesus during our life on earth? Will you be like the hostile King Herod who tried to kill him and get rid of him? We still have many King Herod's descendants with us today. They oppose the truth of the Word of God continually. They try desperately to stop the name of Jesus being mentioned in public. They try to erase Christmas from public life. These high school and university leaders try and banish Christmas in the classrooms. And lawyers sue people for displaying the manger scene in city halls and try and make us take down Christmas trees. Or are you like the second group, like the Pharisees and the priests, who know a lot about the Bible and the things of God, but they are cold in heart, they don't really serve God, and they don't worship Him, they just know about Him. They know about Him, but they don't live for Him. They can talk about Him, but they don't serve Him. They might go to church somewhere just to ease their conscience and look at their watch the whole time that they are in church. That's very sad. Or are you like the wise men? Do you bring your gifts to Him? Do you worship Him with your whole heart? Are you grateful for your salvation and your eternity waiting for you in heaven? Are you grateful? You know, family, the wise virgin, just like these wise men, will support the gospel with their finances. They'll tithe and give offerings. But the foolish virgins, the indifferent, and those that live for themselves cannot give their money away to God. That's one way we can test our hearts. Let's make sure that we are tithers and give to the gospel. Because if we cannot give our finances to God, then we certainly haven't given our life to Him. And He is certainly not Lord. Do you love Him as He loves you? Are you serving Him in His kingdom with joy? As I said, when we stand before Him one day at the end of life's journey, all that will matter then is how we responded to the baby born in the manger. Nothing else will matter. It doesn't matter how much we own, how, influence we, how influential we are, how famous we are, and who we know. What will matter is how we responded to baby Jesus. Did we live for Him with our whole heart? This is the time of the year where we remember this baby born in the manger. But let's make sure we don't forget Him the rest of the year. Every head bowed and every eye closed. How many would say this morning, Apostle Theo, I want to be sure that I go to heaven. So I need to be sure I'm living for Jesus. Could you please pray for me? I need to make sure I'm right with God. So while every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you are here today 
and you want to be sure that your name's written in the book of life and that you are going to heaven, I'm going to say a little prayer. And when I say this little prayer for you, God will speak to your heart and confirm with you that you are His child, you are forgiven, and you are going to heaven. If you want that assurance, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, then when I count to three, slip your hand up, and I'll include you in this prayer I'm going to pray. Are you ready? Slip that hand up. There's no better time than to make right with God on this beautiful Christmas morning. All right, you ready? I'm counting. One, two, three. Praise God. Praise God. Now keep those hands raised. Workers are coming right now to put their hands on your shoulders so that you know we love you and Jesus loves you while I pray this little prayer. Okay? Good. Thank you, Jesus. Now I invite everybody, please, to say this prayer with me. Everybody, including all those who raise their hands. Let's say the prayer from the heart this morning. Dear God in heaven, let's try that again, please. Dear God in heaven, thank you for sending Jesus to die on that cross for me. You punished Jesus in my place on my behalf because of my sins so I can be forgiven please for me please forgive me God I'm sorry I repent thank you come into my heart Lord Jesus save my life I surrender my life to you to live for you with all of my heart until I see you face to face on that wonderful day. Thank you for accepting me as your child. Thank you for cleansing me, for giving me this day. I declare Jesus is the Lord of my life. Therefore, I am saved. Praise God. I'm bound for heaven. God is my Father. I'm God's child. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. All right, now, the person who prayed with you is going to take you to a place of prayer where you'll be ministered to, and this is very important. Even if you've done this somewhere else, or even here in the past, today, you're going to put your hands to the plow and not look back. You're going to serve God with all your heart. This is the last time you're going to do that because you're going to now, you mean business today. So stand up, please. Go with the person who prayed with you and let's take step number two in our serving of Jesus. All of us have done what you're about to do and we are so proud that it's your turn today and you're going boldly now to serve Jesus and follow Him with all your heart. So give them a big praise God, everybody, as they go right now. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God. We're so proud of all of you. As I said, all of us have done it. Now it's your turn. Remember, because you step out now, Jesus is going to honor you before the Father because you're honoring Him before people. And if you deny Him before people, He'll deny you before the Lord. But today, your name is being mentioned in heaven because you're stepping out boldly to 
a show your confidence and faith in Jesus. God bless you. Thank you. Amen and amen. All right. Well, at this point in time, I'm going to give you back to Pastor uh, Greg. And uh, we want you to know we love you very much. Next weekend, um, who's speaking? Next weekend, Pastor Bev is speaking. <laughs> okay. Praise the Lord. Isn't that exciting? She has a powerful message for you. You cannot miss it. God richly bless you. And then two weeks' time, I'll be speaking. Have a great day. Enjoy your Christmas with your family. Amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.